Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Good sleep should come naturally. And with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between Lisa and West Elm. The Natural Hybrid is expertly crafted from natural latex, natural wool, and certified safe foams to elevate your sleep sanctuary and support a greener tomorrow. Plus, every purchase helps fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash this is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Sharp Money presented by DraftKings as we welcome you back. 12 days, 12 long days until Super Bowl 58, just right down the street from where Amal Shaw sits there at the D in downtown Vegas. Allegiant Stadium is the host this year. And of course, we've got a rematch of Super Bowl 54. Kansas City and San Francisco. Yesterday, we talked about the number opening two and a half, got hit down to San Francisco laying a point, and now we're back up to two with San Francisco laying it at most shops. To talk about that, Miles Simmons joins us, Pro Football Talk NBC Sports writer, does a great job. He's got a bunch of articles out there. Go check him out, at Miles A. Simmons on Twitter. And we say hi to Miles. Thank you for joining, Miles. Appreciate it. Before we get to the Super Bowl and we can talk about what happened on Championship Sunday, let's talk about the big news today, and that is Ben Johnson, the offensive coordinator, eschews the commander and potentially the Seahawks job to stick around with the Detroit Lions. Yeah, you know, whenever something like this happens, I always start to think, why? You know, why is it that somebody would re uh, remove their name from consideration? And frankly, it kind of smells to me like, he might not have gotten one of those jobs anyway. And that's one of those things where, you know, you, you might say, okay, uh, it's like when you say, oh, you can't fire me because I quit, right? Like, and maybe that's not necessarily the case, but, and obviously the commanders were still about to meet with him today, but it, it doesn't seem to me that if Ben Johnson really was the front runner for one of those jobs, he would turn them down. And also, I mean, you know, talking about, oh, well, he, I saw some of the reporting that, uh, Johnson wants to stay with Detroit because he wants to, quote, win a Super Bowl. And it's like, yeah, everybody wants to do that. But at a certain point, you know, when you're a coach, you got an ego. Right? You want to be able to do that yourself um, as the head coach. So it's not like Washington and Seattle are terrible jobs, in my opinion, either. So there, I think, is probably a couple different elements to it. You know, you call it one of those where it's a little column A, a little column B, where, yeah, Johnson probably does feel comfortable. Um, where he is with the Detroit Lions. And, you know, there probably are some other elements where maybe he wasn't quite the front runner that we all thought he was, too. So if you don't believe he's necessarily the front runner, who do you believe is the person for those two jobs? That's a great question. I mean, I, I still think Dan Quinn probably is the front runner for Seattle, given his history there. You know, the fact that they won a Super Bowl there 
um, with him as the defensive coordinator. Should have won another one, um, and except for, you know, Marshawn Lynch not getting the football when he should have gotten the football when you're deep inside the five. But also, I mean, with uh, the commanders, that one seems a little little bit more wide open to me and I, it's hard to know exactly what Adam Peters wants to do what exactly he's going to do they're running the football operation I mean they're still going to meet with Aaron Glenn who is the defensive coordinator of the Detroit Lions you know Bobby Slowick is another guy who apparently was impressive the offensive coordinator of the Houston Texans when they talked to him Mike McDonald uh, the defensive coordinator for the Baltimore Ravens is another guy who has apparently been impressive. And, you know, obviously what he's done on defense with that unit is, is remarkable in and of itself. So it, the, the commander's job seems to me a little bit more open uh, than the Seahawks job. McDonald also in consideration for the Seahawks as well. And Mike Kafka is another one of those names, uh, the offensive coordinator for the New York Giants, who could be one of the uh, big considerations for uh, the, the Seahawks job, too. Great stuff. Miles Simmons joining us. Okay, we've got plenty to talk about when it comes to the Super Bowl, a rematch, as I mentioned, Miles. But let's back up to Sunday and talk about the two matchups. We'll start with Baltimore and Kansas City. Your main takeaway from both Baltimore and Kansas City on Sunday was what? I mean, when it comes to Kansas City, it's really just hard to beat Patrick Mahomes. I mean, it's just, it's like he is this generation's football Michael Jordan. And, you know, I think he kind of needs to win next week you know, against the 49ers to really, really solidify that. But the floor with that guy through six seasons as a starter has been losing in overtime of the conference title game. And yeah, it's it's hard to explain that. Like that is hard to do generally. Right. Just get to a conference championship game. But to get to six straight. And then to win as many of them as they have, it's it's really, really remarkable. So that's one thing. I mean, also, Kansas City's defense has been really, really good throughout the postseason. I'm you know, sure they gave up yards and whatnot and some points to uh, the Buffalo Bills in the divisional round. But when the chips have been down, right, when their backs have been against the wall and they really need to make a play, they've made it. You know, whether it's Jarius Sneed punching the ball out, um, getting that interception when Lamar Jackson inexplicably throws it to three Chiefs defenders instead of really Isaiah Likely, who put his hand up, and I still don't know why. I don't know what was going on <laughs> there with Baltimore's offense for much of that game. And so if you want to turn it to that side of it, I mean, it's why didn't Lamar Jackson have more designed runs, right? Why didn't they want to run the ball more? I, I, I don't really understand it. That's not necessarily the Chiefs' defensive strength is defending the run. And also, we saw early on in that game, right, that the Baltimore Ravens were in their own territory, and yet they still decided to go for it on fourth down, use Lamar Jackson on a design run at game, I think, 21 yards. And then we really didn't see many, if any, uh, designed runs for Lamar Jackson throughout the rest of the game. I, I don't understand that. That did not make much sense to me. And also the lack of discipline from Baltimore I thought was just disappointing. Like, why are you clubbing uh, Patrick Mahomes in the head? Like, that's an automatic 15. That's just silliness. Kyle Van Noy, really good veteran defender. You know, just somebody who has been around the league for so long. Why are you getting in Travis Kelsey's face and headbutting him? Like, you're the second guy there. That's going to be 15. So it was those things that just Baltimore didn't step up and meet the moment. And certainly Lamar Jackson didn't either. Miles, to stay on the Lamar Jackson point, it seemed like he was trying to make a point of trying to go pass for pass with Mahomes instead of taking what the opportunity presented. It seemed like, from my perspective, there were nine yards available on any play he wanted, and he just chose not to take it. 
you know, one of the things that I thought was going to be bad for Kansas City was the fact that Willie Gay, one of their linebackers, was expected to play, right? And he has a neck injury he was dealing with. And he was supposed to be the spy for Lamar Jackson. Now, you take that guy off the field, a guy that has been game planning for this all week long, and the fact that their defense was game planning for it all week long, that makes that an automatic weakness. Which is why, again, I don't understand why, A, there more, weren't more design runs, and B, to your point, right, why wasn't Lamar Jackson just taking off a little bit more and doing things that way? And I don't mean this as a knock against Lamar Jackson as a passer, but what he does best, right, is being a runner is disrupting defenses in that way because what he is is faster than most guys on the field, especially faster than most linebackers. So that's where your matchup is, right, where you have the advantage. And the fact that they did not take advantage of that was really baffling to me throughout the game. Yeah, it's thought of as pejorative when you talk about Lamar's ability to run because then you're acting like he can't throw, but that's not the case. He's just the most exceptional runner we've ever seen. I, I totally agree with you both. Uh, Miles Simmons joining us here, Sharp Money. I Again, the Dan Campbell conversation, we'll put it to the side because we just have four minutes, but I want to ask you, San Francisco. San Francisco's a two-point favorite right now. Does that surprise you? They're a two-point favorite over Kansas City in 12 days. Uh, it doesn't surprise me, just given what San Francisco has been throughout the 23 season versus what Kansas City has been throughout the 23 season. But, I mean, it's hard for me to bet against Patrick Mahomes just based on what we've seen. right? And I think in the playoffs, the Chiefs have been dramatically better than the San Francisco 49ers. I mean, yeah, like the 49ers did a, a lot of good stuff in the second half of that game against the Detroit Lions, but they were losing in the divisional round for most of it to the Green Bay Packers. They arguably should have lost both games, right? So I think that there are some distinct advantages that the, the Kansas City Chiefs have coming into this game, and one of them would be just running against that defense. Like, there were some alarming things if I'm Kyle Shanahan and I'm Steve Wilkes seeing what Detroit did running the ball in the first half. They gained almost 150 yards. And so if you are Isaiah Pacheco, you are Clyde Edwards-Alaire, you're Andy Reid, you're Matt Nagy, like that's something that you definitely want to look at and you want to say, how can we take advantage of this? Because if the, the Chiefs can run the ball that effectively and control the game that way, then uh, I think it's going to be pretty clear that the Chiefs are going to be able to win because I think right now they've got a much better defense than the San Francisco 49ers. And that's a weird thing to say because of all the talent that the 49ers do have on that side of the ball. But just the cohesiveness with which they are playing and then the way that Steve Spagnuolo has been able to scheme up things against all these different opponents. I, I, I like the Chiefs right now. Well, Miles, let's expand on that. we got about a minute. Your prediction would Chiefs right now plus two, total of 47. So give us at least a score line on this one, what you think it'll be. Yeah, I would go right now Chiefs 24-17. I, I just I feel like they're going to be able to do some better things offensively than the San Francisco 49ers. And the 49ers are going to be able to get theirs, right? I mean, as long as Debo Samuel is out there and McCaffrey and all those different dudes, like they're going to be able to score a little bit. But I, I just feel like, especially in the second half, you know, the Chiefs are going to be able to put the clamps on once they really figure out the way Shanahan is trying to attack that defense. 
Well, the Super Bowl is so far away. Maybe we'll talk to you before it again, Miles. That's that's what they do to us with this extra week. I will be in week. Vegas, so who knows? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, you have to stop by the studio. It would be great to see you, Miles Simmons. Of course, Pro Football Talk, NBC Sports at Miles A Simmons on Twitter. Thank you, Miles. Appreciate it. Take care, guys. Thank you. Okay. Take care. You know, it's funny as Miles was saying that. And I do, we all put, as far as the units in Super Bowl 58, we put that 49er defense four. You know, it's going to be hard because it's so easy to fall back on that. I'm not betting against Patrick Mahomes trope. Sure. But there's a lot to it. You heard professional handicapper Fezzik say yesterday. But then he added the other one. Last year, the star of the Super Bowl, in my eyes, was Pacheco. Pacheco is going to be key again this year. You've got Mahomes, Pacheco, and the better defense. I'm just saying. And the head coach. <laughs> and, a, and a coach that all of a sudden, that goofy mustache has entered the GOAT conversation. <laughs> yes. So that's just factual. We've got a huge game in the, excuse me, huge night in the association tonight. We'll get to that next here, Sharp Money. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud. Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing, and of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, Take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com slash strategic. That's oracle.com slash strategic. oracle.com slash strategic. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com iHeart. That's LifeLock.com iHeart to save up to 25%. 
Identity theft protection starts here. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. With Omaha Steaks, you're going to fall in love at first bite with their tender steaks, juicy burgers, air chilled chicken, and more. You're going to love every bite. It's Omaha Steaks Guarantee. And for a limited time, when you go to omahasteaks.com slash vsin, V-S-I-N, you're going to get four free air-chilled chicken boneless breasts and four free rich, juicy, boneless pork chops with your order. Check it out, omahasteaks.com slash vsin, V-S-I-N. Wyatt doing a great job sitting in for the big guy, Dustin Sweetelson. I'm all Shaw, of course, is here. I'm Patrick Maher. It's Sharp Money. Presented by DraftKings. So I want to get to the MVP market. We're going to have Randall coming up in about 11 minutes. So we're busy. We've got Adam Burke in the final hour. Berkey's got plenty. I took notes. I watched a bunch of NBA last night and I took some notes and I just want you to react. Then I want to get to Embiid's questionable tonight. I want to get to the MVP market because I find that to be fascinating. But I took some notes. So here's what I got from last night. Cavs a huge win, I wrote. They covered the one and a half at home and they beat the Clippers. Amal, the Clippers had won five of st- five straight, like, I don't know, 12 of 14. This Clipper team is legit this year with Harden. Uh, they're, look, they're healthy. They're playing well. And you look at the standings right now. They're behind Minnesota, Denver, and Oklahoma City. But, guys, they're right there on the cusp. You've got four teams at the top that are just bottlenecked together. This is going to be a fun finish in the Western Conference over the final 35 to 40 games. Okay, next one I wrote down, the Suns went to Miami and beat the Heat, which isn't hard to do. Heat culture drives me freaking crazy. They've lost seven straight. They're essentially 500. The Suns, and defensively is where I saw it last night, starting to play better ball. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Sitting at 27 and 20, they're emerging in the Western Conference, a competitive conference overall. They're playing just good basketball right now, getting overlooked because they got off to the slow start. You mentioned the heat culture. The one thing, Patrick, I didn't understand, I'm a big Eric Spolstra guy. I think he's a tremendous coach. But why sign a coach at the NBA level to eight years, $120 million? Can't you give him four and 60? Is he going to turn it down? Is he leaving South Florida and the free no-state income tax? I mean, to me, a head coach, you don't need, like, you don't need the recruiting angle in the NBA. It just it was a little bit of a surprise to me. This team is floundering at around 500. They're not who people thought they were. We'll see how the Terry Rozier trade impacts them. Miami's going to be one of those teams that might make it to the second round of the postseason at best. If I were the Heat, I'd get rid of Spolstra and I'd hire Ben Johnson. Uh, so you can have by some the way, offense. that seven-game losing streak, they lost to Memphis and Atlanta. So it's not like the Heat are losing to premium teams. The T-Wolves, they beat the Thunder. I was into this game last night because yep. this is Minnesota's number one seed in the West. And OKC's tied with Denver as far as two and three. The T-Wolves, a big win catching two and a half at OKC 107-101. Yeah, huge victory on the road last night. SGA had a nice game, goes for 37. But, you know, when you talk about getting important victories, this is an important one for Minnesota to take that step forward. I like Oklahoma City. They're a good team, but I don't think they're ready to challenge Denver yet in the Western Conference or the Clippers when we get into the postseason. But now Minnesota is currently the number one overall seed. Again, still 35 games to go for the T-Wolves, but 33-14 and 14 with a big road win. Denver right there knocking on the door at 33-15. and 15. Oklahoma City Thunder, how about this young core that Sam Presti has put together? 32-15, and 15, still playing great basketball. And I know we're going to get into this conversation in a minute, but Shea Gilgis-Alexander, he is in that MVP conversation. Yeah, he's sick. He's so he's sick. He's so he, he has so many bags in his 
He has so many. He's got a trick bag, man. Yeah. It's not like he's the fastest or the quickest. He's just got so many moves. He's very elusive. I love watching the kid play. I wrote down, I watched the Nuggets beat the Bucks. That was Doc Rivers' debut, and they said, we got to have some patience here. Giannis was awesome. Obviously, Jokic was awesome. I bet Jokic on over 11 and a half boards, never a sweat. 113-107 over the Bucks. Yeah, Joker winds up with uh, 16 rebounds. I'll tell you what's concerning for me from a Milwaukee standpoint. You lose the game by six points. You shoot 40% from the three-point line, and you still end up losing the basketball game when the Nuggets are just 22%. That's one area I have a little bit of a concern. You mentioned it, both guys outstanding, Giannis 29 and 12, the Joker 25 and 16. I think these two teams could potentially meet in the finals. I don't necessarily believe in Milwaukee as much, but with Damian Lillard there, I'm a big believer in Giannis as well. I still think Denver has to be the favorite in the Western Conference. Patrick, I don't know where you come out right now. It's still early. We got we got about a little bit less than half the season to go. Um, who do you feel would be the team you'd pick today, right now on January 30th, coming out of the West? I'd be shocked if it wasn't Denver. Yeah. That, I know. I, we just talked about the Clippers. Minnesota's playing good ball. I, I would be just. I would be shocked. It does feel like they're ramping up. That that would be my take on Denver. This is it's it's a long season. It's arduous. Eighty two. I think they're pacing themselves. And I got one more for you. Then we can talk about that MVP market. I got a few props to throw at you as well for tonight. Actually, a first half as well. Houston beat the Lakers one thirty five one nineteen. First off, we know Dylan Brooks is a donk, but I you Vanderbilt got ejected. Yeah for the run-in with Brooks. If you're getting caught in the Brooks trap, you're also a donk. Like, I know that Brooks and LeBron have beef, but let's talk about the Lakers. They're currently in the play-in at 9. They're 24-24. and They're 500 right now. They have to make moves. Yeah, the problem is they're handicapped by their salary cap. Right now, you're paying Anthony Davis. You're paying D'Angelo Russell's making, I think, close to $20 million. He can't defend. Yeah. D'Angelo Russell is hot right now offensively. The dude plays no defense. Oh, he's a traffic cone defensively. And the reality of it is this team, my issue with them is they take their lead from their leader in LeBron James. The nights he decides he's going to play, this team can beat anybody in the association. The problem is the consistency and lack thereof. You mentioned it. 24 and 24 right now. This team is not playing particularly well. Perfect example. 5 and 5 in their last 10 games. They had that great road win against the Golden State Warriors on Saturday night in overtime, but then they go on the road to Houston and lose by 16. These are just things that right now can't be happening to this team. I'm not sure where this Lakers team will end up going, what kind of moves they make or what they could acquire to help them enough in the Western Conference. You talked about it a few minutes ago. Denver, Minnesota, Oklahoma City, the Clippers, the Phoenix Suns. We haven't even mentioned Dallas along with other teams in the West. I think it is a very just convoluted Western Conference. It's not going to be easy regardless of the move the Lakers could potentially make. Okay. We'll have plenty of time. If we don't get to my plays, we'll get to them because I want to throw up that MVP market, and you have it there. So tonight the 76ers are at the Warriors. The big drama I'm all over the yeah. weekend was Embiid sat in Denver against Jokic, and I think there's an investigation, you said. Embiid never plays against Jokic. We know how much the MVP matters to Embiid. He and the 76ers are at the Warriors tonight, and he's a question mark. So let's start here. We've got Jokic as your favorite at plus 115, SGA at plus 350, Embiid 4.5 to 1, and Luka 6.5 to 1. Let's start with what Embiid needs to do, Amal, the rest of the way to be eligible. First of all, the Philadelphia 76ers have played 45 games out of a possible 82. 
the NBA has a new requirement that says a player to be considered for MVP must play in a minimum of 65 games. Joel Embiid has played 33 of the 76ers' 45 games, so therefore he's already missed 12. He can only miss five more games the rest of the way. We know he has a history. No chance. Yeah, exactly. No freaking chance. Well, as, of, as of 10 minutes ago, he's listed as questionable tonight, so we're not sure if he's going to be able to go. So if he were to miss tonight, you've got four games remaining out of a possible 34 that he can he can only miss for him to be able to be MVP. And Patrick, that's why you see it reflected. Currently, he's the third betting favorite at plus 450. Even though if you took out that game stipulation, he would be the odds on favorite for the MVP. So Embiid is a question mark tonight. Maxi, as you mentioned, is out. I'm guessing Harris is still out. The 76ers are at the Warriors. Now, I hate to see it because I love the Warriors. I love their run, uh, but they're toast. It was actually a great game the other night. I don't know if you saw it. LeBron v. Yeah. Steph, overtime. The Lakers won on the road at Golden State. A lot of it just comes down to age, obviously. Clay, Clay can still stroke it, but that's about it. Uh, Draymond, always a question mark. They're getting good minutes out of Kaminga right now. Steph starting. I never thought we'd see it, but Steph's starting to go on the other side of his peak. But they're laying it tonight because of all those injuries and questions for the 76ers. It's Golden State minus four and a half. Yeah, you mentioned Steph. Look, he's been sensational, still averaging 27 points per game. But the issue that I have right now is I think there's just too much pressure on him to carry the load. You don't get that same type of contribution from Clay Thompson. Anthony Wiggins is really struggling this year, just averaging. Oh, he, he, he's a disaster. Uh, I don't absolutely. Even know if you could trade him at this point. No, he's not a piece you can move on with. I mean, Sarge is your fifth leading scorer. And by the way, Draymond Green, this is just my opinion. I thought he could have been ejected for the hit on Anthony Davis on Saturday. The foul, I mean, come on, man. You just came it's always bubble. It's always bubbling under the surface. Yeah. It's just, it's always there. It's ridiculous with him. You mentioned Kaminga. He's coming on well for this team, but I just don't think they've got enough pieces in a very, very competitive Western Conference. Uh, this Philadelphia team, they're playing well, but again, you got to check. This is where the challenge is with the NBA, and I got to tell you, this is where Silver, who has gotten, uh, you know, tied into the gambling space very early on to his credit, you have to provide this information to the betters. It is very hard to bet on a 76ers game if you don't know yeah. if Joel Embiid's going to play or not. And he he's proactive when it comes. He's very progressive with the betting space, that being the commissioner, Adam Silver. We need better policy as far as injuries. We need the time to be cut way back. Absolutely. Batters can't get down. It is absolutely, if we're going to wait to end game, you're going to lose a lot of your tax. I assure you of that. Uh, quickly on Steph. The way I put it with Steph, he's still capable in a game of a peak performance. It's just not the consistency, if that makes sense. He can't do it night to night. He can't, but he is still, he's still Steph, one of the all-time greats. Mike Randall's next. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Randall DeGoat coming up. But first, a yearly subscription for $199. How? Use the promo code SHARP. It's that simple. VSIN.com slash subscribe. Check it out. Daily best bets, including Amal, Randall, the big guy. They're all there. Betting splits, big game betting guides everything you don't have to just set it and forget it for a full year using the promo code sharp at vcin.com slash subscribe so of course our buddy ftn's college basketball betting show ftn 
Network Chief Content Officer is the GOAT, Mike Randall. FTN, tremendous for your betting and fantasy needs. At Randall Rant on Twitter. As we welcome you back here on Sharp Money, what we like to do to start with Randall is go inside the mind of the eccentric and esoteric Mike Randall. And today we start with a new purchase at the Randall household. Yeah, the purchase is a ping pong table, guys. Wife picked it up. Great job in the basement. But now this gets to a huge argument. Do we let the nine-year-old son win at ping pong? Wife being the wonderful person that she is feels that we do. I do not. And not only do I think we don't let him win, when it's 20 to 18, because he's getting very good, and we hit the winning shot, we look at him and go, that's greatness. <laughs> because that's what we do. Okay, I'll start with my take on beating your son. First off, most people know Randall and them all. You don't. I'm sick with the ping pong paddle. So when I come to Jersey, I'm going to come over there. I'm going to whoop up on you, Randall. But you know what else? I'm going to beat your nine-year-old son because it's seven or below where you still have to baby him. Seven or above, you can whoop that ass. That's all I'm saying. Amal, your take. I, I think it teaches you good toughness. It gives you a competitive lead into life where you're going to have to be. Nobody gives you anything. you got to be ready to be competitive. It's a win-at-all-cost type of world. Guys, he's in trouble. His father had headgear and glasses and with the 18th kid on an 18-man basketball team as a freshman, had a kid step on his chest and say, don't get up, dork. I waited four years to get that kid back, sent him into a wall as a starter, as a senior, and I go, that's for freshman year. This is what he's dealing with. It's tough life lessons. He's getting one. So, so we've learned that the Randalls got a new ping pong table and that Mike Randall holds grudges. Is that fair? He put his foot in my chest. Don't get up, dork. Okay. 1,200 days I waited. He had a fast break. Guys, I told you, I've never run faster. He wasn't making that lie up. Tell you. And my friends in the stand said, honestly, I thought he was going out the door. I thought he was going out the emergency room door. And we all, the that's game. the fastest. That's the fastest Randall ran, and he also was the captain at BC on the track team. So think about that. He gets bitter when it comes to revenge. Love it. Absolutely love it. That is, that's Mike Randall for you. Hey, Randall, while we're ranting, let's go back to Sunday night. You know, I'm a Lions fan, and Ben Johnson's sticking around for another year. Unfinished business. Hashtag one pride. I'm just curious what you thought of my head coach. Now, he's built a wonderful culture, but what do you think about Dan Campbell and the decision-making in the second half? The problem is this, Dan. Do you go for two every time you score a touchdown? No, you pick and choose. Listen, we love the aggressiveness. You can go up three scores. You have to take that there. Way too aggressive. Dan Campbell, and he goes in the locker room, gives the tremendous message, you know, this may be our best chance. Boy, Dan, I mean, you're just compiling error after error. <laughs> he did a great job. He got them to this point, rah, rah, it's not being safe, it's being smart. The old gift that's out there hitting on 20 on blackjack, you don't do that here, Dan. Kick the field goal, get up 17, that's the right move here. He should have learned that in Dallas. Very frustrating because I would have liked to see Lions and Chiefs, but unfortunately here we are. I love your two analogies. Lions and, Lions and Niners. Sorry. Yeah, Lions and Chiefs. Got it. Yep. I, I love your two analogies. I said uh, Dan Campbell needs a casino host. I mean, <laughs> exactly right. You, you can be great to get to this game that way, but it's not slowing down. It's playing smart. 
Like that, that's what you look at Dean Smith, some of these other great coaches who have not changed their philosophy at times in some big games, and it's cost them. Even though they're great, he should have kicked the field goal. Yeah, and without getting into overall predictions for Super Bowl 58, you know, we have an interesting job where we look into analytics, we try to break things down from the inside out, Randall, but then you have Patrick Mahomes, and he ends up catching five on the road, and he was just, he was exquisite in the game. You hate for your handicapping to come down to, well, I can't fade Mahomes, but he's in a zone right now. Patrick, when we handicap these games, it's like playing poker. What does a poker player say in Vegas before he starts a tournament? No bad beats. You just want things to go normally. You don't want to pick a game tonight in college basketball and have a guy get three fouls in the first five minutes. And what you don't want to do is see the Ravens, who are the most run-heavy team the entire year, decide to only run Gus Edwards once in the first half. One rush, 15 yards. Next rush, third quarter. So they were going to come in with a pass-happy offense? No, maybe they were thrown off by the fact that Mahomes went right up and down the field twice. But, guys, it was still within reach. They have to run the ball. They did not get to this point with Lamar Jackson throwing for 300 yards and three touchdowns. The game was over when Zay Flowers fumbled at the goal line. But I've been arguing on X, and I'm sure you guys have seen it all all the last couple days. It's not on Lamar Jackson. I don't want to hear about it. That's not how they won. You didn't take the 85 Dolphins and start running the ball in the Super Bowl. Do what got you there, guys. If they stop them and then Lamar's got a pass, that's a different story. Gus Bus, one carry, 15 yards. Awful. Love that breakdown. Overall, your perspective on the two conference championship games, did you feel that San Francisco and Kansas City won those games or they were lost by both other opponents? I think San Francisco won it because they had to come back from from so so much down. So I give them credit there. The one with Kansas City, listen, Kansas City did nothing after the first two drives. I can't say that Kansas City won that game when Baltimore decided to abandon what got them there. Run the ball, do what you do, and let's see what happens. But you know what? The Ravens' defense didn't stop Travis Kelsey, 11 for 11 for over 100 yards. Last time he had 100 receiving yards, guys, in a game was October. It was Halloween. So very frustrated. I felt the Ravens game plan was horrific. But Kansas City, if you're going to beat the champ, you got to crush him. Like Joe Pesci says, you got to come back with a bat. You come back with a bat. You got to come back with a gun. And that's why Mahomes is great. And you, you mentioned the game plan. Hey, Todd Munkin at halftime, we know they're going to continue to pressure. Can we drop some protection? What was weird about that, Randall, is Munkin and Baltimore against Houston counterpunched coming out of the half. They had a tremendous game plan for the second half. They did not adjust against Kansas City. No, they didn't adjust, and Kansas City was without Joe Tooney on the offensive line. I mean, just so many things that surprised me. I didn't think Kelsey would go nuts against the linebackers for Baltimore. I didn't think that they would not they would not even attempt to run the ball in offense and try to pass. I mean, listen, Zay Flowers is good, but he's still a rookie. Mark Andrews is still limited because he's injured. Who are we throwing? If Bateman, Aguilar, and OBJ? Well, that's a law firm. That's not a group of wide receivers. So very frustrated there. Just did not make the adjustments, and that's the problem. That's why Andy Reid is great. That's why Patrick Mahomes is great, and they're back yet again. Has nothing to do with it's predetermined because of Taylor Swift. Get out of here. Two rushes for Gus Edwards midway through the third quarter. Game over. Well, we're going to switch over to college hoops here in a second in the next segment, but you got to bet on Isaiah Pacheco in terms of over in the rush yards. Uh, why do you like Pacheco in this matchup in the Super Bowl? And by the way, it's 70 and a half okay. over at DraftKings for Pacheco in the Super Bowl. 
Yeah, got it at 68 and a half. I'm not surprised it's going up, guys, because let's think about it here. The Niners are a great team, but where is their weakness? Their run defense. Prince Aaron Schatz here at FTN, they rank 15th in run defense DVOA. What has happened against their opponents? Andrew, uh, yeah, Aaron Jones against Green Bay, with Green Bay, six yards a carry, 108 rushing yards. Then what did you see with the Lions? Not one, not two, not but three players got 40 or more rushing yards, led by Dave Montgomery's 92. You get 40, I get 40, Amal gets 40, Patrick gets 40. Everybody gets 40 rushing yards because you can run on them. Isaiah Pacheco, 24 carries against Miami, had 89 yards. 97 rushing yards or so against Buffalo, and then he gets the 24 carries for 68 tough yards against the stout Baltimore run defense. I like Pacheco going over this number. Andy Reid's not going to mess up the offensive game player like Todd Munkin. I think it's way too low. I don't see how the Niners stop the running attack of the Chiefs, and Pacheco is the go-to guy. If you guys like Pacheco over, would you consider him to vote on him? I mean, bet on him for the MVP if you believe the Chiefs are going to win the game. 100%. Scott Sprout here at FTM put an article out today how there is value on a non-quarterback to be Super Bowl MVP. I think Pacheco is an excellent choice. Totally agree. Remember, Super Bowl MVP isn't like the regular season MVP where essentially it's always going to go to a quarterback. I'm thinking Cooper Cup a couple of years back. Like you can get you can get a defensive player winning the MVP. I love it. Pacheco was freaking awesome last year against the Eagles. A bit of a breakout for him continued in, into this year as well. All right, and pa- Randall. And Patrick, Patrick, where do you go to college? Rutgers. Isaiah Pacheco, right next to you there, Rutgers, the University of New Jersey, the Garden State, where Mike Randall, after his hit, we're going to come back and do some college basketball, will go whoop up on his son, although you're telling me he's getting better. So eventually, he may beat you. Yep, it'll be a great day, and it'll be real, not fake. Okay. <laughs> yes, so- sorry to Mrs. Randall on that one. When we come back. We've got plenty of college hoops. Of course, Randall Rant on Twitter. We continue. Sharp Money. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it and travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel, it's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Picasso knows your vacation home is your best home. It's the place that brings family and friends together. It's where you're the best version of yourself. Picasso makes it easy to co-own a luxury vacation home in amazing locations. Listings start at 200 k for one-eighth ownership. Picasso does the hard parts for you. Luxury furnishings, maintenance, billings, scheduling, and more with a home management team that provides support before, during, and after your stay so you can focus on the relaxing, hosting, and making memories with family and friends. And you can resell on Picasso's marketplace anytime, historically for a 10% gain. With Picasso, you can stop saying someday and start building family traditions today in a vacation home you own and revisit time after time. Visit Picasso.com today to see thousands of luxury vacation home listings. That's P-A-C-A-S-O.com.
See new things. Try new things. Go back centuries while living in the moment. Forge new paths while discovering old ones. Pedal, paddle, and paint while trekking, tasting, and tailoring experiences that transform you into a better version of yourself. Immerse yourself in the world by activating your mind, your heart, and your body on a river cruise exclusively from Avalon Waterways. Save with limited time offers at avalonwaterways.com. Avalon is cruising. Elevated. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Looking for a Super Bowl offer for Super Bowl 58? DraftKings Sportsbook has you covered. Download the DraftKings app right now and use the code VSIN. VSIN. New customers can bet five bucks, get $200 instantly in bonus bets only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 58 with code VSIN. DraftKings, the crown is yours. I'm all Shaw. I'm Patrick Maher. This is Sharp Money presented by DraftKings, our buddy FTN. Make sure you go check out FTN and Randall on Twitter, like Randall at Randall Rants. You got two unranked favorites tonight versus ranked opponents. We'll get into those, and I know one of them is an official play. Uh, I wanted to ask you about my alma mater, though, and we'll start here. This one's early your time, 3.30, excuse me, 6.30 your time tip in Knoxville, 3.30 our time on the West Coast. Tennessee, okay, these are two very good SEC teams. South Carolina Randall's won three straight. Tennessee, four straight. Lamont Paris doing a great job. A nice little turnaround this year. They just beat Kentucky, and they're catching a price, okay? You can find 14s in the market, but Tennessee laying 13.5 and 136 on the total here, Mike. Yeah, it's been dropping, and that's the right move. I don't understand any reason why South Carolina would get blown out here. Now, look, you look at Tennessee, and you see at home they have blown teams out. But South Carolina gets their pace. They beat Kentucky. You want to talk look-ahead spots, Tennessee it goes to Kentucky on Saturday. Tennessee's been fantastic. If the tournament starts right now, I am picking Tennessee, Kentucky, and Wisconsin to go to the Final Four. My fourth spot is completely wide open. But in this matchup, I think it's too many points. Lamont Paris has done a great job. They play at one of the slowest paces, guys, in college basketball. Yes, Dalton Connect is great. Yes, Rick Barnes is underrated. Yes, Tennessee is fantastic. I just think it's too many points. He's battled some tough teams, and they have the look-ahead spot. Good defensive team. Great at defending inside the arc. As long as Tennessee doesn't go nuts from three-point range, I think they cover the number. Like that call. Let's stay in the SEC. This game in Starkville, Ole Miss versus uh, Mississippi State here. Ole Miss catching a point or uh, in this one, and a total of 133, excuse me, 139 and a half here, uh, Mike. Which side do you like and what side of the total are you on? Start with the total a mile. Four of the last five matchups between these teams have been 130 or under. It's a very slow pace. Mississippi is great at home. Rivalry matchup here. Mississippi coming off a big win. Finally got a road win with Chris Beard. Tough win at Texas A&M. Rivalry game. Both teams slow it down. Deep bench for Chris Beard. At home, they're undefeated. I am taking Old Miss in this game, laying one. And I think the pace is slow enough that we go under the total here. Both teams, defensive-oriented, rivalry matchups, big game. I'm going under, and I'm taking Ole Miss. Patrick, I like okay. this play as well. Go ahead, please, Amal. Real quick, just want to add to it. I, I'm sorry I said at Stark Vegas. 
But I got to tell you, this wrong, and the number has now flipped to Ole Miss being a favorite here. I, I didn't understand why this number came back so short. Beard has done a t tremendous job. They're 12-0 at home. Mississippi State's 0-4 on the road. This number should have been closer to 3-3.5 .3 in my estimation. I don't know, Mike, why people are not giving the Rebels enough credit. I think it's not the Rebels. I think it's the fact that Chris Jans is one of the most underrated coaches in college basketball, and they played very well. They battled Alabama. They battled Kentucky. They beat Auburn at home. But I need, I'm like Missouri, Amal. I'm the show-me state. You have to show it to me here. I need to see Mississippi State win on the road. I need to see Ole Miss lose at home. Chris Beard does a great job. Low-scoring game. Grind it out battle. Give me the home team laying the small number, and we'll go under. Yeah, Jans is the kid that made the run with New Mexico State to the tournament last year, right? He flipped yes, it. Yes, sir. No, two years ago. Two years ago two years with ago. New Mexico State. Um, it, I've watched. I'm starting to dive in pretty hardcore. I've watched Villanova a couple times. I'm sorry. This isn't an official play from you, Randall, but I want to get your take on this. So they're going to be laying a point and a half hosting Marquette. Villanova stinks, Randall. I Look, I... I know there's some injury concerns with Marquette, but they've won four straight. It's a bad matchup for Nova. Nova's lost four of five. They're on life support as far as the tournament right now. So I understand there's desperation tonight at home, but we saw this matchup two weeks ago in Milwaukee, and Marquette beat them up 87-74. The only reason you take Nova here is if you believe desperation four in a row at home. I have not liked Kyle Neptune and I really like Shaka Smart. If I had to pick this game, I would take Marquette. That's the only reason, Patrick, that you're doing it here. Marquette is superior. Yes, I know they're home, but Villanova has really struggled. It is very difficult to beat the same team this year twice in conference, but we saw a good Wisconsin team just do it to Michigan State. I believe Marquette gets it here. It's close. It's not an official play for me, but you're right. How many narratives are we going to go with? Villanova's due. We know that that's not true. No one's due for anything. It's like the coin toss in the Super Bowl. Nothing's due. Everything is independent. Marquette is a superior coach team. This game, Marquette gets up. You're going to see Villanova get really tight here. They do not look like the same team under Kyle Neptune. Four in a row, could be five in a row. I'm going with Marquette tonight, but not an official play. Like that call there. Let's go to the ACC. Miami on the road in Raleigh, uh, taking on NC State here. Hurricanes catching three and a half. Mike, before you give us your breakdown, it feels like to me Miami is continuously a little bit disrespected. I think this Hurricanes team is pretty good. I don't know why when you see some of these spreads, the numbers are coming back in such a way. I mean, what has the Wolfpack done this year that really you put almost a four-point favorite against the Hurricanes here? Guess who's back? Back again. Miami's back. Tell a friend. That's the theme with Miami. No one is giving Miami credit. Let's look at their losses, Amal. They lose to Wake Forest away in overtime. Yep. No Poplar in that game. How many teams even go to overtime at Wake Forest? They lost to Louisville. Horrific loss. No excuses, but everyone has them. They lose Syracuse at the buzzer without Omir, the big man inside. What have they done since there? Notre Dame win by 12 on the road. I know it's Notre Dame. It's still a comfortable winning cover. And Pittsburgh, guys, come on with that game. They did cover. It was three and a half, but they were up by 15 for the entire game. Great coach in Jimmy Laranega, finally getting healthy, now getting points at NC State, who sometimes can't score if you're throwing the ball into the middle of the ocean. 
I don't understand why they're getting points here. I like Miami getting the points. I like Miami on the money line. They're going to start to get going here, guys. NC State, Virginia Tech, Virginia before a battle with North Carolina. We believe in regression. Miami is having positive regression. They're going to start get, get going again. Well, in defense of the Wolfpack, Raleigh is a little bit far from the ocean. It's pretty tough. <laughs> there's always there's always coaches that you fall into not necessarily a trap but you kind of you tail and Larinaga all the way back to Mason he's always been you know he's 74 guys yeah. hell of a coach I love Larinaga um, next one Randall so I talked about it there's two unranked favorites tonight and one's at home K State of course the Wildcats are gonna lay two and a half and here comes ranked Oklahoma. Yeah, we've seen this number, guys. Amal knows it the entire year. Unranked teams at home take who are favored over ranked teams. I think they're hitting at what Mamal know better, 68, 70% this year. And over the last two years, like 63, 64%. K-State, octagon of doom, guys. And I have concerns about Oklahoma. They're very precision-based. They have not been good lately. They struggled. We're talking about Porter Mosier. I'm hearing rumors he wants out of Oklahoma. Now, maybe that's just me with the Divine Providence video here with Ed Cooley that just came out that was taken off the net, hmm. getting a little bit too into it. But Mosier has struggled there. Yes, his team looked good statistically, but this is a big spot. K-State battle against Houston, battle against Iowa State, almost won that game on the road. This seems like a get-right spot at home. Always tough. Defense is good. Don't trust Oklahoma, especially on the road. They have not played well late. They were king of the little people in the non-conference. Rumors about Mosier. Don't like it. Octagon of Dune at home, at home. And follow the lead of the trend. Unranked teams favored at home against ranked opponents. And, and Patrick, let me just add to it. Oklahoma got off to a fast start this year. They had wins over USC. Iowa's not particularly good. They beat Providence. Providence is not the same without Hopkins in the lineup. We know USC is in terrible, uh, just in dire straits right now without Collier in that lineup. Arkansas is not a good basketball team. And then you start looking at the schedule. They lose to Carolina. Their best win of the season is a home win against Iowa State. That's a great win, but they've lost to TCU at Kansas. Uh, they did beat Cincinnati, decent win, but they lose to Texas. Texas at home, lose to Texas Tech. This is not that good of a team. I got to tell you, one of the things I love about when we do the show, Patrick, we go through some of these plays, Mike, and I, I'm i telling you right now, I'm so ticked at myself that I missed the Mississippi State Ole Miss game because I thought the game was in Stark Vegas. And I'm going to tell you right now, that's an auto play. That's going to be my top play of the night. Are you kidding me? How is Beard's team only a point favorite? And uh, drum tang at home, two and a half at Bramlage. Bye-bye, Boomer Sooner. Randall, can you do me a favor? One minute we have left. Explain the documentary drama with Providence and Ed Cooley. What happened? Very simple. They came out with this documentary that talked about Ed Cooley coming in, how everyone loved him. He was homegrown, all this stuff. He has the press conference. He says, we're going to win. We're going to win big, all this stuff. But then the problem is his house goes up for sale and it gets leaked out in early March. The team isn't playing well. They play Kentucky, and it seemed like everything was set to go prior to his departure from Providence. That's their problem. You went to Georgetown. They're horrific. We don't care about what happened 20 years ago. You should have stayed at Providence, and they felt burned. Randall the GOAT. Back to the table tennis. The ping pong with he and his son. Randall, FTN, at Randall Ran on Twitter. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you, Mike. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Okay. See you later, Mike. Mike Randall, the GOAT. We come back with Adam Burke, Berkey Tuesday. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card... 
right this way. It's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. Don't forget to pack the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies for a post-lunch pick-me-up. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.